Hey, my music people. Do you like old vinyl records? Do you like music that maybe is a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll? Then here's the show for you. Welcome, everybody, to Dustin's Vinyl with your hosts, Dustin Chafin and Anthony Kepfer. Yay! <laughs> that almost worked, except I was a, uh, my voiceover was a little faint. But you know what? We're getting closer. <laughs> Jay has been uh, he's been trying to get this right for over a year now, and we're getting close. I feel like 2022 is going to be the year we have the right intro. You know, because that's all it takes. A year, you know, a year into a show, you, you know, you need it. You know, about a year to get the intro right. That's. I mean, that's when you start figuring it out. Yeah, I mean, some shows the two years to get the, the outro. Day. The outro, yeah. Well, you know, are you kidding me? We're going to do this till as long as we can, until you know Jay can't afford to keep the lights on, and then <laughs> <laughs> we then we do like a whole electric two, uh, breaking two electric two boogaloo or whatever that show is where they have to like raise money for the rec center. We'll just be doing oh, GoFundMe's yeah. for Comedy Hub, just trying to keep it alive, keep it alive. Did they break dance to raise the money? Is that what? It of course was? they did, dude. Oh, it's yeah. breaking. Breaking, breaking two. What do they do? The tango? Like they did break dancing. <laughs> I actually met one of those guys like when I was in LA years ago, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Turbo," and I go, "What? Oh yeah, because breaking two, electric boogaloo." And I was like, "Of course, <laughs> Turbo." And, uh, you know that guy is like uh, a renowned dancer. Like he's like phenomenal break dancer, and he's ne- but he's never called himself a phenomenal dancer, unlike our co-host who's coming up shortly. <laughs> <laughs> that guy has made a lot of money dancing and he would never say i'm a phenomenal dancer ever that's the dance code you don't have the confidence hey don't be coming in right now this is my time <laughs> we have structure on this show <laughs> you can shit on me when i bring you in that's how it works <laughs> jeff uh, my god all right anyway um anthony how you been you have a good week we uh we did the show yesterday that was exciting yeah a little stand up yeah comedy. it was great yeah, yeah. I, I flipped out which is funny um i think that's i think that's kind of my angle on these twitch shows is is just you just I lose your out. mind yeah, i flip out that's kind of my shtick and uh it was so it was hilarious wasn't yesterday. it funny it's a guy tried to fuck with me and then i just yeah. uh just muted him as he was trying to like keep going and it was just so funny yeah. I think Howard Stern did that to Dice one time. He like Dice was going off. Oh, and he really? just, like, yeah, and he just like he just he turned his, his mic, mic off or something. And Dice <laughs> is like flipping out and it's like his, his mic was off. It's so funny. So it was great. Yeah, because the, the guy was like trying to, you know, he's trying to get slick. Yeah, and then and he said guys. something yeah. and he goes, Hey, yeah. hey, this is my time. And you're like, yeah. actually it's not. And then you muted him. But he's like, he's going, he's like, He's still going through the motions, you know. And you know, it's it's doing his really, act outs. It's one of the few moments of power one has on a Zoom show. <laughs> is the old when you're the host, you can mute everybody. So yeah. Jeff, watch yourself. All right. So and I get to uh, do this just whenever, whenever I feel it's appropriate. Yeah, and that's For, a pretty good power to have. That is power. I mean, music. You know, power is good. Music. Music is power. That's uh, that's the theme of the show. <laughs> and uh, we have nothing else to do with our time. Uh, so we have this show. Fun. Um, I'm excited to uh, be back. You know, we had a couple a couple nights off. Jeff was big timing. I was, you know, just watching also a lot of bad. Re- Not really. <laughs> I was just watching a lot of bad reality TV. Um, well, last week it was it was Adam who was big timing, and Jeff oh, yeah. usually has like a fire hall, and then Adam has like some you know high end tech job. 
And so, you know, I usually have, you know, a check spot at some, you know, bar <laughs> show in LA. So that's about as big time as I am. <laughs> so, and I'm always just here. And you're here. You're there. You're, you're the guitar guy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been cool. I uh, just uh, went to a record store. It was fun. I did sifting through vinyl again. It was fun. Um, today, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, we're a little off on time. We're going to do the whole month was instrumentals. We're still going to do one instrumental with Jeff next month, uh, next week. And, uh, so yeah, so I pulled a couple, you know, instrumental stuff that I have. Um, you know, I think I have probably more instrumental than I have rock and stuff, but the first one is, um, you know, I've talked about him a few times. Um, I've shared a few albums. This is Don Shirley, um, Dr. Don Shirley. If you saw the movie, the green book, this is, uh, the guy that it was, uh, you know, kind of after, uh, saw that, whatever, um, was about him. And, uh, you know, he was a classically trained pianist and he, you know, basically he couldn't really get his name out there because of racism and things like that. And so, you know, he, he experimented in jazz. If you watch the movie, it's kind of great. It's almost reluctantly, like he becomes kind of into this jazz world, but, um, you know, his live concerts are really fantastic. And he does like a lot of covers, you know, uh, this has George on my mind, which is one of my favorite Ray Charles songs. Yeah. And, uh, it's yeah, he does a lot of Beatles just yesterday on this, which I'm a big fan of instrumental stuff, um, of songs that are usually, you know, lyrical, lyrical songs, but just the instrumentals. I love that. Like when somebody does Pink Floyd with, with no words and somebody does, you know, I just love that kind of stuff because it just makes you appreciate the music part of it because sometimes you get lost in the yeah. lyrical part and you forget how great the music is. And so this is a really cool album. So anything live, uh, Don Shirley and concert live is cool. And uh, since we're staying on instrumental, um, I know I'm going to lose... Uh, the co-host wonderful Jeff on this one. Cause uh, I know he hates all things fantasy, but uh, <laughs> this, this is the Lord of the Rings soundtrack, but um, <laughs> this is not, is good, this though. is not, this is not the, uh, stop it. Stop being rude. That's a horrible <laughs> etiquette you have, Jeff. Um, this is actually uh, from the movie, Ralph Baskey, uh, who did Fritz the cat. Um, he did uh, cool world, which is a oh, phenomenal yeah. movie. And uh, this this is a really cool, dark animated film. I actually have the VHS. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, it's so, not the it's not the no, movies. This is, with this is the animated version. And it's 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 fantastic. It's bloody. It's gory. It's really cool. And Ralph Baskey, I think his name is Baskey. Baskey always messes his name up. But uh, I don't know if you saw Cool World. That's that was probably one most people is, saw. Is that the, with the cats? Uh, well, Fritz the cat is like oh. his original thing that he did. Um, cool it's kind World of this didn't have X-rated cats? cat. It probably oh. had cats in it, but it was it was uh, Brad Pitt, and he was it was kind of like a oh. Roger, kind of a Roger but, Rabbit kind of movie yeah, where it's yeah. like a regular guy, and it's like I, I'm getting it animated. confused with the uh, with the Paul Abdul music video. I think, but okay. it, that was also similar with the okay. anime. Okay, you 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 could have kept that to yourself, but that's cool. Um, but <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. Fritz <laughs> <laughs> the cat with Paul Abdul. <laughs> Paul Abdul should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know why Paul Abdul is not in the Hall of Fame. I'm I'm writing. I'm kidding. I'm Underrated. Sure Paul Abdul. Uh, she's uh, she's crazy. She drinks a lot. Um, she dated Arsenio Hall. Did you know that? She did. We're, I, just, I talk, we're just gonna talk about Paul Abdul today. I know you're talking about the. She's. Uh, I forget the song. Jeff will know it. He likes that stuff. Yeah, but it's but, uh, uh, it's got animation and and live action. Just yeah, like Roger yeah, yeah. Rabbit. Okay. Well, 
if you've never seen, you've never seen Cool World, it's a fantastic movie. It's it's really dark and cool. And this guy's is known for his dark animation and stuff. So, um, and the composer of this is uh, Leonard Rosenman, who did uh, Rebel Without a Cause. He did uh, East of Eden. He also did uh, one of the Star Treks and RoboCop. So quite a uh, spectrum of kind of musical stuff that he does and a really cool composer. And this this is a this is a really cool like if you like, you know, kind of classical music, but kind of on the dark experimental side. This is a really cool soundtrack. And it's not even if you don't like the movie or the story or the whatever you hate Star Wars or whatever it is. this, This is a great. Um, piece of music and uh, it's a double album uh, it's got some really cool kind of you know animated stuff and this is kind of one of the reason I like vinyl records because you can open it up yeah the artwork. artwork yeah it's so cool the artwork is so cool this is a great find I found this in Dallas uh, somewhere some record store and uh, so yeah it was cool um, so yeah so there's you know you can find a lot of cool stuff we've talked a lot about soundtracks there's um, a great place to find some instrumental music. I feel, you know, if you're looking for instrumental stuff, I asked the Twitchers, I asked what was some of their favorite uh, instrumental stuff. Um, someone had said, let's see, we have Phoenix Feathers 420 said, I think the only one I had instrumental was uh, from the Matrix movie. Mm. And uh, that sounds amazing. I've never like just heard that music by itself you know i was obviously the movie and the new movie's coming out which looks phenomenal i love old you know i, I, I love keanu reeves you know what i mean he's he's like yeah. 78 and he looks 32 you know what i mean like it's phenomenal <laughs> yeah he looks younger than me <laughs> he does well you know it's like yeah it's just it's, that's what happens when you're happy but um <laughs> <laughs> you have millions of dollars and you get to be in all these movies but uh, yeah, that's, you know, so, so yeah, that's a cool, I mean, I'm going to check that out immediately. Thank you for that. Cause I think that's, but that's the thing. You don't think to listen to a soundtrack from a movie sometimes, you know, you just like, unless no. it's something like Tarantino or something where it's like, it's all lyrical stuff or, you know, even that. Oh yeah. Some, like all these old songs that you yeah, old didn't song, know I mean, before, some yeah. surf rock and stuff. It got me into yeah. Dick Dale, you know? So that's one great thing about that. So movies sometimes are great because you'll zero in. I think Jeff, or was it Jeff? It might've been Adam who recommended uh baby face or something, baby, baby. I don't know. One of those baby movies. And it was like really cool soundtrack. And I got a bunch of pieces of, you know, from different people on that soundtrack. Anyway, big fan of the soundtrack. We've talked to, uh, a lot about soundtracks here and let's see who else says anything. Uh, what's up party people. It was perfect. Uh, <laughs> looking for more soundtracks okay that's it all right we're gonna start the show i feel like we've done enough babble up top uh ladies and gentlemen i'm very excited uh you might have heard him interrupt uh earlier which he knows i love that (laughs) and uh he's uh fantastic he's been in the music industry for years very hilarious comedian and then we also uh ladies and gentlemen please make some noise for jeffrey paul everybody oh hello and then our other co-host, we have we have three co-hosts on this show. Very funny. Uh, he's done a lot of really cool things in the music industry. He has quite a vinyl collection himself. Please give it up for Adam Holtz, everybody. Adam Holtz. Hey, guys. Yay. We're all here. The band's back together. The band is here. <laughs> Jeff is about guys. to have an aneurysm when I start talking about Lord of the Rings. They were going to lose it. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, nah. That's what you like. That's what you like. Not for me. Do you know who Ralph Bas- <laughs> Baske is? Do you know who that is? Yeah, I saw a uh, cool world, and the, the song okay. you were thinking about with uh, Paul Abdul is absolutely uh, uh, opposites attract. Opposites attract. And the cat, 
Yeah, and then the cat is DJ Scat Cat. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, of course you know yeah, that, Jeff. Yeah. Of course you know that. A yeah, Pat I'm, Benatar, of course was, I know that. A Pat Benatar fan would know some Paul Abdul information. Kind of goes hand. She in. better get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> Paul Abdul? <laughs> oh, no. My God. Pat Benatar. Oh, okay. a whole, I was going to say, if you're, if, you're, if you're campaigning for Paul, it, didn't no. it just happen? The, uh, I think it just happened. Yeah, right, but now, but next month they come out with the nominees. Oh, the nominees and, just came out. Okay. Uh, right, well, they come out next month. I so, not, so they nominate, and then you have to be chosen. Like that, That's Correct. a list. Not every, it's like the Grammys. Okay, is it like that kind right. of thing? Right. Like, you know, you have, it's like first they put out a bunch of names. Uh, several get picked. And then they vote on like a few who get in. Now with okay. the Go-Go's getting in uh, this year, they okay. made a big push and it seems to be a big movement about more women inclusion into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. And so, I don't know how you have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame without Pat Benatar. <laughs> Jeff, are you spearheading the uh, Pat Adam. Benatar movement? I feel sorry for you, Adam, because Jeff has another show and all he hears is Pat Benatar. It's just like, <laughs> Jeff we brings- will get her on the show. Yeah, uh, you, she's available for sure. Um, <laughs> until she gets an easy get. Hall of Fame. I think she's, she's an easy get. I could get her. I know a guy still, that dated her. If you really want her, I'll get her for you because I think it would make you happy. She's I, still performing and she still sounds great. Okay, I'll get her for you. I, the guy, my friend, he dated her for like seven years. Like, I can get her for you. Um, yeah, just get a Venmo where like six bucks and you can get her. Um, that's all it takes for about You just have to hit her with your best shot. Uh, love is a battlefield. Oh, sh- I don't know. Almost? Almost? Like hey, you almost? <laughs> that's, that's all right. Hell is for children. Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're halfway there. You're into it. You know, you know uh, what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I know what you're trying to do. Uh, yeah, well, you know, one thing is very amazing is um, probably, you know, I have like, you know, a few best friends. A couple of them are here today and, uh, you know, in comedy and my one of my top best friends. I don't know how to say that, but I guess one of my top five best friends of all time in comedy. Neighbor Gatsy was nominated for a Grammy. And wow. that's, uh, that's it's awesome. so cool. To That's have cool. you know, I'm opening for him on Friday. We're go, we'll be we'll be in Pittsburgh. But, nice. You know, um, yeah. At the improv? No. We'll theater? Be at no. Big huge theater. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's very exciting to uh to have a friend that's nominated for a Grammy. So it's pretty cool, and I get to work with him, and it's fun. So uh so today we're keeping on the uh, theme of instrumental stuff, and uh, yeah. Um. So Adams, it was Adams' turn this week. Um. And uh, not, I'm not quite sure what I listened to, but I think it was good. <laughs> I think it was interesting. I think it was groovy. And uh, Adam, take it away, buddy. What do we got? All right. So um, we are uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, Josh Davis, a.k.a. DJ Shadows Introducing, which uh, actually came out 25 years ago in uh, 96. Wow. That's and, a long um, time ago. Yeah. And, um it's a, uh, you know, so Dustin up top, you're talking about sifting through uh, records at a record store. And so DJ Shadow created this entire album by doing that, by just going through rare records, pulling albums from their basement, all these obscure, uh, obscure vinyl records. And, you know, just using a few pieces of equipment ends up creating this landmark album. It's, it's, a, it's a benchmark. It's considered one of the first instrumental hip hop albums. It's a trip hop album too. It's, it's, it's a giant electronic symphony. It's um, pretty much genreless. I mean, there's, 
bits of, you know, jazz, funk, rock, uh, you know, just there's soul R&B. There's so much going on in this album. It's actually uh, in the, the Guinness Book of World Records has this as the first completely sampled album uh, oh, wow. back in, uh, as they declared that in 2001. There really hasn't been an album that's, um, you know, I mean, at least for the time, it's been different. There's been a lot of sampled albums. Now, this is still, you know, considered one of the most influential albums of, you know, coming out of the 90s. It's been on a, it's a Time has it as one of the top 100 albums of all time. Oh, wow. Rolling Stone has it as the 329th greatest album of all time. Oh, wow. And it's, I mean, it influenced one of my favorite bands, Radiohead. Um, with, you know, without this album, Radiohead said they, they probably, you know, uh, wouldn't have had, some, uh, especially Airbag on OK Computer. The sound might have been completely different on there. But um, this also is a um, uh, kind of like a love letter to vinyl culture, this album. And Very I mean, cool. he says it right there in the liner notes. This album reflects a lifetime of vinyl culture. Um, it was, you know, finding life in kind of a pile of broken dreams. So he's pulling a lot of obscure vinyl, uh, creating this this incredible musical landscape, uh, uh, soundscape. And it's really, uh, it's it's very moody. There's a lot of mood music. It, um, you know, it's it, it it's you know, it's inspired by hip hop. It, it's, it falls into, I guess, the electronic genre, but it's really, you know, it, it, in some interviews I've seen with him, he says that he would take the album from the electronic area and move it over to the hip hop area. And I mean, it, it, just like a hip hop album, it has interludes. It, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, partially sounds like a, a concept album also. And it's, um, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's something that's very unique and I don't know, uh, you know, especially for the time. And it, it just seems like it's something that hasn't really been matched too much, uh, since then. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this is, uh, it's an incredible album. And I mean, what, what do you guys think of it? You know, part of me wonders if this is what ruined music because, um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because so many people <clears throat> sampled, you know, music instead of playing their music. But then the more you listen to it, you understand the genius of something like this, where it's it is difficult to, you know, recreate and sample and expand something and make it, you know, this other thing. And so, yeah, no, I'm just playing around. But it's uh, it's definitely it was cool. It's you know, I didn't listen to it enough. I wish I had. This is definitely something I want to keep listening to. It definitely does not sound like it was 25 years ago. I mean, you could right. play yeah. this right now. It sounds very current. It sounds very of the time. Um, it sounds like something you would throw in at a party. It would still, you know, everybody be into it. Like it doesn't, you know, a lot of music like, like run DMC and stuff is great, but it still sounds like of that time. So something like this with the added effect of all the stuff, I feel like it kind of gives it kind of a, you know, kind of a futuristic kind of current sound. So I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Um, I like anything that's different, you know, you know, I like Daft Punk, Daft Punk and all that stuff. So right. anything that's a little different, I, I enjoy it. I don't, you know, is it something I'm going to, you know, I wouldn't mind owning it on vinyl. Just And I love the idea. I didn't even know that background, like the, the way you were talking about how sifting through the records and like a kind of an homage to, to, you know, record stores and stuff and finding, because I do love that, you know, finding new music and kind of appreciating and embracing it. So this is cool, man. I think it's, uh, it's definitely, I want to reach out, um, seek out more of, you know, stuff that he, you know, had done, you know, so is he, 
still composing and stuff or yes yeah, yeah but uh even i was just uh right before this i was watching an interview he had done for the 25th anniversary this year and he said you know there's there's you know most people know him just for this this work and he said there's a lot of people that have only listened to him for just this work they haven't listened okay. to his stuff before or after and um and he's actually one of the producers for um the grand theft auto 5 soundtrack oh so cool and right. he had worked with um so he he'd actually and I, I have the whole, I have a whole list in front of me of um, samples that he used on each of the songs. One of the songs he used, uh, Changeling, he used Tangerine Dream on. And he worked with Tangerine Dream on the Grand Theft Auto V soundtrack also. But um, but yeah, he's still producing. He, uh, I mean, the, the whole name DJ Shadow was to kind of step back and let the music be at the forefront. You know, he yeah. didn't want to be, a, he's a very humble guy. Like he really didn't want to kind of stand out so how's he making this music? So is he, is it kind of like a Vangelis thing? He's got like the keyboards and the, and all the no, equipment. It's, and then... it's so it's basically three pieces of equipment that he used and, uh, primarily, um, it, so he had a, uh, uh, a Technics, uh, turntable. Okay. that he would have going into a, uh, I think it's called a, uh, AK MP, MPC 60 sampler, which is just a whole mobile sampling station. Okay. And it's become uh, it's it's become big in hip hop. Uh, Kanye West, I think, was was using it for the college dropout, and um, so he's 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 doing this analog analog into digital, and then I think from there he was recording onto uh, a uh, a DAT tape recorder, um, and okay. then I think he had an early Pro Tool setup. So it was very very minimal. I mean, this is a lot of this stuff. I think you could do a lot easier. Obviously, you could do it a lot easier now, but yeah. Did he have to pay rights to these people or no? Did he sample? Is like, is it like one of those sure, rules under thirty? Nobody had. Is it kind of one yeah, of those things? Is that what it is? I, I'm not even sure because I mean, he's got some big. I mean, most of a lot of the stuff he sampled is pretty obscure, but he does have Pink Floyd in there. He has uh, yeah. Metallica in there. He has Bjork in there. So he had some pretty big artists. Which one's the Metallica? Do you know? Is that? Yeah, it's um. Wasn't uh, the number song? Oh, the number song. That's like yeah. the second track. Okay, great. Third track. Third track. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, Anthony, talk to me. I uh, I liked it. It um, it reminded me of a few things. Uh, the stuff that was more straight ahead hip hop sounded kind of like the first uh, Wu Tang Clan album or like uh, Nas Illmatic stuff like that. That kind of production uh and then the stuff that was like more i don't know what it electro or or whatever uh kind of reminded me like of the chemical brothers and yep. uh like even fat boy slim and stuff like that so um i i liked it a lot I, it was you know it it doesn't um to me it does sound 90s like it sounds like all the stuff from the 90s like that you know early hip hop and and whatever but uh, but I don't think it sounds dated, you know, it's like, it sounds, uh, I can, I can recognize that it's from that time, but it doesn't sound out outdated. It still sounds very fresh, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you 
yeah, if you maybe you didn't know the music of that time, you probably, you know. Yeah, you might, might not know. Think it was fresh, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm wearing a stretch shirt. It's the same kind of thing. It's like if you, you know, uh, kids that probably like this band, maybe they're not as into the bands that influenced the band, you know. It's like you, yeah. they just don't know. They say, oh, this is good music, you know, but they don't realize where it came from. But uh, very cool. All right, here we go. Here we go. Contestant oh, number four. Hey, oh, what, no. do you, what do you got, Jeff? Hey. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. Here we go. <laughs> He's got, got a list. Lawn. What do you got? A list of problems. Problems? Right. Oh, okay. No, I, Interesting. Don't, don't assume. No. Don't assume. No. no one, I was I was surprised this album came out in the 90s. Um, I, I don't know if I'm classifying this as hip-hop. Uh, it, it didn't seem very danceable to me. Um, yeah, a lot of it seemed like like music that you would use as a bed, you know, for TV or a movie. I definitely caught uh, a little tears for fears in there, sowing the seeds of love. Uh, but you, but but it wasn't like um, a chorus or a verse part. It was just like in that song. There are like it's almost like three different songs, and they took like you said, Adam, a very obscure part of the song. And I and I I kept hearing it, and I went back and replayed it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is definitely th- this break in that song." Um, it's a long album too. I mean, I think it came in at over an hour, um, but it was it was something that you could, you know, like get lost in. Like you know, I I, I think I hit the group up earlier in the week. Uh, just just refresh me on what album we're listening to. And Dustin uh, made a joke, you know, hey, drop some Molly before you listen to it. Okay. And I, that, you know, I know Jeff. Like, yeah. And, and at first, <laughs> at first, I'm thinking, that's a joke. No, that was a real suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> because that would have been, but it, it, I think all music is that, a little better with Molly. You know, I think that's <laughs> it, it, it's something that. I don't know if I would go see it in concert, but if you put it in the background in, and you're doing something else, that's what it kind of is to me, you know? Um, I wanted to also digress for a second. And what I really liked, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to comment on Anthony's pick. I thought that, to me, was something I'd want to see more of, uh, Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. I th- Every track I kept listening to that, I loved. This, this is kind of... Not weird, but it's 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 different. It's it's different. Like uh, number song was definitely, I think, the standout track. You know that um, changeling was kind of long. I think the tears for fear song was in midnight in a perfect world. Oh yeah, that was one of the. I yeah. think that was the single of this album too. Okay, was it? All right. Yeah, I don't re- I don't remember this when this came out, and I'm surprised it's ranked as high as it is on Billboard, but I don't always agree with what Billboard says anyway. Um, but I guess technically this is a very innovative album, especially for the time and the way it's composed. But, you know, musically, I mean, is he, like Dustin says, he's not playing any of the instruments on this. He's not playing, like in the first, I think it was the first track, I, you know, where it was that big piano buildup and it's a lot of repetition as well. Yeah. He's not playing that piano. That's no. all sampled. All samples. It also took him about two years to to create this album. And he talked wow. about how I guess he started this album around 93, 94. By the time 
so around then you had gangster rap. You had uh, he said by the time this came out, the whole hip hop landscape had kind of changed over. It was getting a little bit more poppy. Um, yeah. It was getting a little bit more mainstream. And that's where you had that one that one song on the album. Uh, forget the, the uh, something why, about why hip hop sucks. Why hip hop sucks in ninety six? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's also a pretty uh, like, brain, which was pretty long. Yeah, which yeah. that. Listening to that song, you could see, you could hear kind of the genesis of Radiohead's Kid A right in that song. There's um, there's a lot of little samples that you start picking out. And you're like, oh, I see, I, I I heard this in Kid A. He they expanded on it a bit, but um, it, the album also has a uh, a sort of West Coast vibe, especially since he's from Sacramento. He actually recorded, I, I think, um. He went out to the UK. He put this on Moax Records in the UK. It became much bigger out there than it. I think it it hit around here maybe about six months after, but it became huge in the UK. Well, there was uh, there was all that dance music coming out. You know, all of the yeah. I thought it was pretty weird that um, Jeff, being a phenomenal dancer, saying that it was undanceable (laughs) because I feel like if you're a phenomenal dancer, you can dance to anything. Oh, listen! I I I, I could I could turn you know, chopped meat into into the steak. Okay? This is dance you know, music, dude. This is club music. So. No, no, this is definitely music. club music, man. This is well, sexy. This is dancey. Slump. You would hear this in a club. Maybe well, somebody would song. like work it with another album. But you could definitely dance. This is definitely dance music. That's what I got what, from what, it. I, I don't know. What what song was the dance song for you? I thought all of it was. I thought all of it had a Morgan dance group. Donor. I didn't think so. I didn't, I didn't get that. I was trying to think what song. Could I like could I just break out here? And I, I didn't say it. Uh Changling, I thought was good. Well, it definitely was... reminded me of of um you know, like the stuff that sounded like the Chemical Brothers on this album. That's I mean, that was dance music. Yeah. That's that was coming out of that was coming out of clubs. But if you, but if you say 90s. it's if you say it's chemical brothers, and you also say it kind of sounds like radiohead. Radiohead isn't really dance music either. Well, maybe not every section from every single song. Depends was how you dance, dude. Have you have you ever been on heroin? I mean, and just tried to dance. <laughs> no, That's no, how no. you dance to Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tom, you give us a little demonstration, Tom York. <laughs> <laughs> kind of lean back and kind of fall over and get back up. Yeah, um, Adam, you really love Radiohead. I feel like that's your go-to oh, yeah. kind of. Um, you know, your band like that's yeah. uh, what is it about Radiohead that attracts people so much? Because I feel like it's a generational thing. It's definitely like I like them. Creeps great. Whatever. I've heard some songs. I love the Rhinestone Cowboy. I think it's very haunting and cool. I just don't you know, it's what is it that makes them like such a kind of a cult band for you? Like, well, I think it's people um, attracted to it. You know, I think it's part of it's the uh, kind of creative exploration, the uh, the art rock. The um, they originally it was it was that feeling that I I was before them I was really big into Pink Floyd so f- mm. to me they seemed like more of a uh, uh, sort of I mean they they started out more as a U two type band but okay. they started to drift off into uh, more of like the Pink Floyd kind of territory it just seemed like a more natural extension and then when I heard OK Computer I was just completely blown away. And then, of course, they take this massive left turn with Kid A. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it just, it, the music feels both now, but also feels like it could be music of the future, too. 
Adam, okay. did you, did you like get that. a little bit of a, a Beastie Boys uh, vibe in this album? Like, from, remember, like the second Beastie Boys album, Paul's, Paul's Boutique. Boutique. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's one did of the comparisons. Kind of and uh, they actually use one of the they use a Beastie Boys sample in this too in um, the the opening track, uh, mm. which is uh, "Best Foot Forward." Towards the end of it, there's a Beastie Boys sample in there. Uh, I had a funny moment. Um, we uh, I was working with Nate, and we were doing a theater here in LA, and and it was like you know there's some high end people that were kind of hanging out and stuff, and one guy was like. Um, he was like, uh, yeah, I'm a musician. And we we're like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then uh, my friend Nick, his wife, was like talking to him and stuff. And he was like, yeah, we're all hanging out. It's like a VIP thing. And then she's like, so um, what What kind of music do you do? And he goes, I'm the lead singer and guitarist of Tool. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. It was Maynard. It was Maynard James Keenan. It's like, and none of us knew. Because like, they never have their pictures on their albums. It's, it's always this crazy artwork. And so it's funny. It was kind of this thing where it was like, we all fucking love Tool, but nobody knows what they look like unless you go to the concerts all the time. But uh, it was just really funny because she was kind of saying like, oh, do you do weddings? You know, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? You know, and uh, it was just really funny that it ended up being him. And then afterwards, they're like, shit, well, how did you not tell us? And we were like, well, then we try to go back and find him and stuff. But it was really funny. <laughs> was just so we funny. love you. You know, it was like, we don't know who, what you look like till now. But, you know. But uh, but that's it. that's another band that's kind of like Radiohead to me. It's yeah. like, a, you know, they have a cult following and their fans are just so dedicated. And it's like this kind of broody music. And, you know, I think at a certain point in your life, you you, you lock on to this kind of music. Um, uh, what was I going to say? You know, you know, originally when, you know, uh, sampled music came out, you know, and a lot of hip, obviously hip hop was, you know, kind of, you know, it's funny the the first you know, thing that comes to mind when I think of uh, sample music is Vanilla Ice. And uh, <laughs> I remember uh, Ice Ice Baby, you know, it kind of has that Bowie riff and you're just... Um, it's different. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's different. Oh, What's, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what he said? Yeah, because uh, under pressure was bum, 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 bum. And mine is bum, 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 bum. Uh, Okay. Well, yeah, but okay. Yeah. I'm just, but yeah, it's, I'm sure he defended it or whatever, but it was, um, but yeah, I felt like that was the first time we started, you know, for me, he started kind of noticing things and then, you know, and then hip hop really took it in and, you know, I passed him and started, you know, kind of just doing these things where it's like, you know, you'd hear like, uh, um, like Puff Daddy would do like parts of, of you know, every breath you take, breath and you take. Like, yeah. like he would, you know, sample the thing and did the, you know, just they would, that's actually, I guess, technically a cover. And, yeah. uh, you know, so I don't know. It was just kind of these things. I felt like I fought it for a long time. And uh, I always felt it was cheap. You know, I always felt like who couldn't do that? And, you know, who couldn't just like take a piece? And, and I had a hard time with hip hop for, for a while because I always felt like, you know, it was even even uh, Run DMC did shit like that. So it's like there, there were, you know, I felt like it was one of these things where it's like, you know, I, I, it took me a long time to get to the place where I could appreciate, you know, someone sampling music and adding another element to it, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, something well, like this is kind of, you know, it's it's a, it's a full exploration of it. So I feel like it kind of made me kind of understand that there is some art to it. 
You know, when you're just, yes, when you're, I I think, uh, let me finish my point and then you can go. That's how it works here. But yeah, I just feel like that's anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Interrupt us. (laughs) Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead, Anthony. You're up. Oh, me? Yeah. (laughs) Are you sure? Okay. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's respect. I, uh, I think this could have been one of the last albums made where it was possible to sample this much. Yeah, because uh, it was you know Paul's boutique had a, a a ton of samples. This had a ton of samples, and you mentioned uh, that Puff Daddy song. I have a feeling when hip hop took that turn, where it was just like one song, like you said, it was a cover. I think it was because the the laws had changed, or or there were new laws that uh you know where where the artist who was sampling had to pay for every or clear every sample. So an album like this, led that, Anthony. Hmm? I, th- I think Metallica led that charge about taking music, N- not only with Napster. Well, this was before the Napster with, thing. Oh, no, no, they were... right, but not only with Napster, but also it's taking music and sampling it without giving anybody credit. Uh, hmm. Also, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Rick James have a hard time with uh, MC Hammer's uh, "Can't Touch This" because that's basically hmm. super free. Yeah, it's the same thing, but they they don't need permission from MC Hammer. They 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 go through no, the no, record MC ha- no MC Hammer need or, uh, permission Rick, from MC Rick Hammer James. doesn't need Rick. J- yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> well, whoever owns the rights of the, of the song, yeah, but it's well, not Rick James. It would be the record label. Well, I was there, I thought it was like a twenty second rule or something. Like it was uh, if it was just no. or fifteen seconds or three seconds or you know that's that's what I that's what people were saying you know in the beginning yeah. of all of it. Whereas it's like as long as it's under a certain time. Well, the it's... the Beastie Boys were in a lawsuit for like ten years over like a three second flute sample in a, mm. in a song. So oh wow, um, you know that and that was probably that was around the time that this came out. So. I, I think that th- you probably can't make an album like this now. Yeah. It would have to be a mixtape. You can release it, release it commercially, I don't think. Mixtape on cassette? <laughs> no, you know, the uh, rappers and hip-hop <laughs> artists and stuff, they do mixtapes. It's just like... Yeah, they're always on Hollywood Boulevard. They're yeah. always trying to sell me one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got you. I got you. I got my blank, mixtape. Very cool. Yeah, I you know, it's uh, it's just another way to do, you know to do music i guess just kind of you know and i think this is a cool one um yeah i don't know what's uh do you guys have favorite songs that sampled music i mean um i don't know i mean you know you take like pink floyd i mean they didn't you know feel like you know their stuff was uh you know a lot of sound effects maybe somebody had the rights to to you know that cash register you know yeah maybe somebody <laughs> i went you know i don't know you know maybe I don't know. I guess sound effects, you know, somebody can just, there's, there's no rules with that. So plenty of sound effects in your album, I think is probably a good idea. What's, and, uh, uh, what's also interesting on this album too, is, uh, in the song long stem where it was, uh, the second part of the stem long stem song, they use, uh, a bit from comedian Murray Roman. So that whole thing okay. about parking tickets mm-hmm. during that whole, like really kind of trippy, uh, it's the start of that second part right there. <laughs> Well, Tool actually don't they do uh, some Bill Hicks? I one was going to bring that up. One of their albums. I didn't want I to interrupt. Yeah, 
Dude, don't be like that. It's just like it's just, it's podcast etiquette, bro. It's podcast etiquette. It's wait your turn and talk. Well, why do I have to keep stressing that? Right? Come on, dude. You know better. You have a show on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody did that, you would go live it. <laughs> well, great. Now Anthony hates me. All right. Now I only have two friends in comedy. All right. I used to have more. Whatever. It's just, it's better for editing. That's all. I'm trying to make Adam's life easier. So when he puts this up in 2024, right. (laughs) (laughs) For the 30th anniversary of this album. (laughs) Yeah. It's for the listeners, Anthony. Don't take it personal. It's for the listeners. I'm fine. (laughs) <laughs> you gonna mope? You gonna mope now? Is that what's happening? No, I'm not. That's, Am I moping? That's cl- that's classic moping. That's a little moping right there. <laughs> in what way? Jeff has a teenager. He knows in, that's moping. In a, in, a, in a moping kind of way. In the only way it could be moping. All right. You're a mopa. You're a mopa. You're a mopa. You're from, you're from the moping region. <laughs> now it's just getting weird. Now he's not gonna talk to any of us. All right. So uh, I I try to put out there what people's favorite songs that uh, has sampled music in it. And that was a question I tried to get out there. I don't know if you guys have one that has like a favorite sampled music. I don't know. I couldn't, I, I don't know. I guess a lot well, of hip hop. Daddy's song is pretty good. Yeah. Is it pretty good? Really? That's, yeah, that's yeah, your go-to? The, yeah, uh, I'm not, the Puff I'm, Daddy I'm, song? I, you know, I'm not a big fan of sampled music. Well, you're a fan of hip hop. I like hip hop, but I mean, I guess like when when the, like when the song is completely, completely. I mean, they're I mean they're really not even changing anything, and, and they're just removing the vocal track and putting another vocal track in. Like at least Run DMC and some of these other groups, you know, and you know, uh, Public Enemy would change the arrangement a little bit, or they they sample parts. I mean, the, the Puff Daddy song is completely, you know, every breath breath you take, but it still sounds good, still works. Yeah, I guess the hook is like a something yeah. good. But that's when I, I believe that's when that trend started uh, to take over was when you couldn't use sampling as like an instrument anymore. You just had to pick one or two songs and, you know, you'd grab the hook because why not? If you're paying for the, for, you know, popular song from 10 years ago or 15 years ago, you're going to take the hook. And I think that that ruined the, the art of sampling. Because you don't have albums like this coming out anymore. So I guess you kids have to learn how to play instruments. Maybe that's yeah. uh, <laughs> gotta be that's like Anthony. No, no, another good one is what? the um, Kid Rock song that he that he samples. Uh, is basically um, all of Metallica's "Said But True." Yeah. Oh, what? yeah. Except okay. it's Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Andy, why you love- don't like Kid Rock? <laughs> I have a love hate with Kid Rock. Holy shit! <laughs> did, did, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I, I think you know. Well, it, I'm sure we liked Kid Rock at some point in our life, and then once he started talking, you're like, okay. Um, he, well, Kid have Rock. You seen he, the new Kid Rock song? I have. It's very funny, and it makes it's it's ridiculous how funny it is. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> that's the problem with the left. They don't. I'm trying to. Find, I was actually going to hit you up, Anthony. I think we should. Did you see that uh, Kid Rock video? 
Yeah, yeah, it's one of the dumbest videos. We I've should ever do seen. a parody of it. Like you play the guitar guy, I'll play Kid Rock, and we'll just make fun of like make because uh, the left needs to be harder, and the left yeah. needs to make fun of stuff a little bit more. And so yeah. you know, I think we could do it. We just make fun of people and whatever. It could be hilarious. We'll try. I bet we could pull that off. Yeah, I'll watch it again. We'll. All right. It looked like it was all green screen. You know, he's riding the like big middle finger. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll just do it. That could be really funny. We'll make it about kindness or something yeah. like funny. <laughs> if you're still talking to me, we should do that. It could be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's my turn, I'm talking to you. you uh, I love you guys. <laughs> just, I, have, I just have madness. I know how to do this. All right. So we're going to close it out with Anthony because I feel like he deserves some time. So Anthony, once you play us out a song, we're going to go okay. a little short today because you okay. know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, so. this is, um, this is a, uh, the song's instrumental. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, there's, there's not a lot of instrumental comedy songs, but, uh, this one is. Okay. Keep going. This song is instrumental That's exactly why I'm singing right now About how it's so essential Because the song is not instrumental In the sense that there are no words It's instrumental in the sense that it's important it's monumental This song comes after the last one And the one that's before it It goes right before the next song And the song that's after that Cause this song is not instrumental You cannot remove a single one Without compromising the integrity of the track listing So listen to me sing This song is instrumental This song is instrumental Yeah! See how Thanks. good you are when you wait your turn? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll pull it for you, Anthony. God damn it. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching the show. It was a lot of fun. One last thing. Somebody said uh, Run DMC had some of the best uh, sampled stuff. And uh, we had Walk This Way. Forget it. That's, I mean, that was literally kind of incorporated the band with the song. So that doesn't even, you know what I mean? That feels like that wasn't even sampled. They re-recorded that. Yeah. yeah. So well, they like, were sampling it. And when they were going to release it, they got Aerosmith to do it. Yeah, that's pretty cool when you're just, just like, hey, let's just get the real people. Yeah. Let's yeah, that's, not use the record. Yeah, that's Rick Rubin for you. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you, and uh, keep listening and supporting us. Support us on uh, our podcast. Uh, we are on Spotify and Amazon Music, and uh, we're trying to get more listeners for that. And, you know, just get the word out, and uh, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. Woo! Rock and roll. Plays out, Anthony. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.